Welcome to Trauma and Pop Culture, a monthly podcast where we seek to make knowledge about trauma accessible to the everyday person through analyzing books, movies, TV shows, and other elements of popular culture through a trauma lens. I'm Katherine Spearing, and I'm a trauma recovery coach. I also have a master's degree in religion and cultures and work with survivors of trauma on a regular basis. A word about popular culture. This could be material from modern times, like a Taylor Swift song, or it could be something really old that has retained its relevance over time, like Shakespeare. On most of the episodes on trauma and pop culture, I'll be bringing other mental health professionals into the conversation, but occasionally it'll just be me. While we will be sharing general information about trauma, we are not diagnosing anyone, which is one of the reasons we'll likely stick to fiction most of the time. Please be advised that every discussion assumes everyone has listened to or read or watched said popular item. Expect spoilers around every corner. Occasionally, we'll record these episodes while drinking or eating, so you'll often hear us discuss our food and beverage choices. Just wanted to give you a heads up. If you have questions about trauma or a show or movie or anything you think would be great to analyze, send it to traumaandpopculture at gmail.com. As I mentioned, I am a trauma recovery coach who also works with clients one-on-one. If you're interested in working with me, you can visit my website, katherinespearing.com slash coaching for more information and use the contact form to reach out. While you're on my website, you can sign up for my monthly mailing list, where I'll send out more tidbits about trauma, what popular culture stories I have found helpful on my own trauma recovery journey, plus a few other things you might enjoy. While the tone of this podcast is mostly lighthearted and fun, we will be discussing trauma. There might be some elements that are activating, especially if you're a trauma survivor. So move slow, take care of yourself. If you find yourself overwhelmed, you can always take a break and come back later. After watching Netflix's Wednesday starring Jenna Ortega and got on a little bit of a Jenna Ortega binge and started watching other films with Jenna Ortega in it. One of the movies that I watched with her is called The Fallout and it's on HBO. And it was presented at a story as a story of recovering from loss and the resiliency of life. I was a little caught off guard when the story ended up being about a handful of teenagers recovering in the aftermath of a school shooting. That was a little bit shocking, a little bit surprising and slightly, slightly, slightly triggering considering that I was a youth director for a decade and this was very real real and present thing and had several students who were in schools where there were shootings. But the initial, one of the initial opening scenes is a handful of students hiding in a bathroom while you hear the gunshots going off in the hallway and the kids being terrified in the bathroom. And then the rest of the film is the fallout of that and their recovery and the aftermath of that experience. And I felt like this story depicted so well how a trauma or a extreme tragedy can alter people. And the main character is played by Jenna Ortega, Veda. She is the starts out as like this really fun friend and a big sister who like takes care of her little sister. And she is, you know, close with her family and then this incident changes her and it just there's a lot of just showing how she 
is sort of, you know, watching her family from the outside. They're in the kitchen laughing and goofing off. And she's like standing in the doorway, kind of watching them. And you can, you can feel how she feels like an outsider now that this thing that happened to her changed her forever and she doesn't feel normal and she can't connect. And the only people that she is able to connect to are the two people that were hiding in the bathroom with her because she feels like they understand and they went through what she went through, which is very common for trauma survivors to feel like they are altered and no longer normal. And some of them, some of us are able to adapt and sort of pretend to be normal in certain situations. And some of us aren't able to do that, especially in certain situations. We're not able to pretend to be normal, but I think something that kind of is across the board for many trauma survivors is that you don't feel normal. You feel like something is different about you. Something is off. Something doesn't quite fit in normal, quote unquote, normal situations. And that is, very well portrayed in this film that Veda does not feel like she fits in with life anymore. And she doesn't know where she fits and, and who she is after this thing that happens. It also shows that there are some of the students who went through this experience who then take this experience and they become activists and they're talking about it on social media and they've taken this tragedy and they've turned it into something good. Veda isn't able to do that. Veda isn't able to make purpose out of what happened. And she has multiple conversations with people who are like, I have to believe this happened for a reason. I have to believe this happened for a reason. She doesn't feel that way. She, she doesn't think it should have ever happened. And she is not comfortable trying to turn it into something good because it just sucks for her. And she says that in the final scene when she's talking to the therapist, like, there has to be some reason I try to think about. There has to be some reason why I'm still here. But the answer is, I'm paraphrasing, but the answer is there's not a reason why I'm still here. And there's not a reason why they died. Like they shouldn't have died. Like that should have never happened. And I felt like that was just so beautiful. That expression of like, no, bad things should not happen. Period. End of story. And yes, there are some people who are able to turn those things into good things and, and make good out of the tragic things that happen. That's a way that they survive and that's a way that they cope with the situation, but that's not a better way of dealing with the situation than someone else. Beta does do some self-destructive things. She tries drugs. She gets drunk a few times. She also has sex with one of the people that was hiding in the bathroom with her and then attempts to have sex with the other person, which I felt like was a, a side that we don't always see in the trauma, the trauma world is the bond that happens between two people who go through a trauma like this together. And that intimacy that's formed can feel like a sexual intimacy. And and so it makes very it makes so much sense that like sex and that type of connection was something that she was seeking with these two people because of how how deeply disconnected she felt from other people and also how deeply disconnected she felt from herself. There's also a really beautiful scene at the end when her father connects with her by showing his own vulnerability and by expressing how he is scared. And they have a scene on the top of a mountain where they're both yelling about all the things that they're scared about and all the things that they fear and they end up laughing together. 
And that is also something that helps trauma survivors is people saying, hey, snap out of it. But people saying, hey, me too. I feel this way too. I am scared. You say that you're scared to go to school. I'm scared to send you to school. That's what her father says. And so that connection on that mutual, that mutual fear that they both have and, and a father connecting and saying, I get it because I feel the same way. That was a really great, very cool depiction of a trauma survivor's ability to only connect with people who have been through similar things often. So it was a very sad film and very slow in some places, but that's okay because that's that was the, the genre of the film. And I just, I felt like it really portrayed tragedy, grief, recovery from trauma, and this this girl's journey of just trying to figure out what does life look like on the other side of this incident that forever changed me and will make me different for the rest of my life. Uh, very, very cool depiction. And I think a film that I'll probably recommend to people who are suffering and, and feeling that outsider feeling when they have experienced trauma and feel like nobody really gets it. So great film, highly recommend. Join us for the next episode, Trauma and Princess Die. And the themes and the threads that were common throughout all of these stories were things like people calling her crazy and people saying she was dramatic and she was too emotional and she couldn't handle it. And a lot of, of common things that get said about victims, about trauma survivors, about abuse survivors. 